The time is 9 o'clock. You're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hello and welcome to Tantramar Report on CHMA 106.9 FM and chmafm.com. We're broadcasting from Sackville, New Brunswick, the heart of the Maritimes, on the traditional and unceded lands of the Mi'kmaq people. I'm Erica Butler. It's Thursday, September 14th on today's show. It's not let's stop and, and, just, and just, just keep the rudder in the water. I really want to try to hear what challenges are out there. I mean, we're all interested in recruiting new students. We're all interested in retaining the students who've already come. And, you know, the meetings I've had thus far, it's only been two weeks, but everybody else is interested in those same things. Mount Allison has a new interim president. Dr. Robert McKinnon dropped by CHMA to talk about his new role and what he hopes to tackle during the next year. That's coming up shortly, but first, some news and information briefs. Tantramar Council approved two small grants on Tuesday, both recommended by Renaissance Sackville, an organization founded in 1994 which aims to offer seed funding and support to new community initiatives. Each year, the town budgets $25,000 for Renaissance Sackville, and the group submits individual grant recommendations to Council for approval. After Tuesday's approval, Art Across the Marsh will receive $950 to hire a designer for a website redesign in advance of the tour this October, and a new group called Marsh Men's will receive about $3,000 to get established as a nonprofit offering training, workshops, and repair services aimed at reducing fabric waste. Councillor Debbie Wiggins Caldwell sounded supportive of both projects, but expressed concern that the grant to Marsh Men's would help cover incorporation fees of the new group. It should be incorporated and legally exist before grants are provided. Approving this would set a precedence for grants to be provided for other not-for-profit that, that aren't incorporated. A short discussion ensued around Renaissance Sackville and the types of activities the organization funds. Director of Corporate Services Kieran Miller pointed out that at least one grant had been awarded in 2021 that included the incorporation of a nonprofit group. Treasurer Michael Beale told Council about Renaissance Sackville's history and purpose. They've been around to assist uh, groups and organizations uh, to uh, to get uh, off the ground. I guess is the, is the key. So, um, if council would con- were to consider this getting the group organization off the ground, um, then that would be could be the prerogative of it. In the end, council approved both grants with one nay vote from councillor Bruce Finney, who said he felt one of the projects benefited benefited too few people. On Tuesday, councillors also approved a number of other expenses for the municipality. The largest one is the agreement with the Government of Canada to pay back nearly $300,000 in RCMP back pay with a delayed schedule. Treasurer Michael Beale says the town has the money set aside and will pay it out by the federal deadline. Council also approved some expenses for the fire department, just over $77,000 for a new three-quarter ton truck to serve as a command and response vehicle for the fire chief, and just over $24,000 for five brand new sets of bunker gear, some of which the department purchases every year. The town will also pay an unexpected $34,000 towards the disposal of the filter media from the Sackville Water Treatment Plant. The last time the filter media was changed, about eight years ago, the Eco360 landfill accepted this waste material, but this time they rejected it, and so the additional money is going towards disposing of it in Ontario. The money will come out of the Sackville Water Utility Budget. Now for today's feature interview. It's been a tumultuous year in the Mount Allison President's Office. 
First of all, in March, the Board of Regents Chair, George Cooper, announced that Dr. Jean-Paul Boudreau would not be staying on for a second term. Boudreau took on the job in 2018 and saw the school through the pandemic. Then at the end of June, then-Provost Jeff Hennessy took on the position of interim president for a few weeks before announcing that he was heading back to Acadia University in Wolfville, where he was taking over as president. The board hired a search consultant to help them find another interim appointee, while a search committee took on the task of hiring a permanent president. Then at the end of August, Mount Allison announced it had found someone. Dr. Robert McKinnon, with a long academic career at UNB St. John, serving as a geography professor, dean of arts, and vice president. Dr. McKinnon started his one-year term on September 1st and dropped by CHMA Studios this week for a chat. So this is, you know, you're not your first time living in Sackville. You were here in the <laughs> 70s, graduated in 1978. Yes. A Mountie yes. alum. Yes. So, you know, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to be around town much, but like, have you know, like, has it changed very much? What's noticeable? You know, Sackville still has the same feel. It's a beautiful small town. I mean, Mel's is closed, of course, and, uh, and there's some things that are missing, uh, but um no, it's and the sub shop that I used to go to is no longer there, and 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 I would walk across the street, and and uh, Karen, my wife, and I, now my wife, would would sit there and and, uh, and eat sub sandwiches after the library closed. But that's gone. But the town is still a beautiful town, you know, for walking. Some wonderful amenities, you know, like like the like the trail system nearby. And uh, and uh, we uh, so so we've been enjoying rediscovering Sackville. Uh, so now you you served as vice president at uh, UNB St. John for ten years. You retired in twenty nineteen from there. Uh, now you're you've been back to teaching and research. I guess yes, I'm still involved in research. And then I actually toyed with retiring uh, in twenty twenty one, and uh, but was still active in research and still uh, sat on uh, some boards in the local community in, in St. In St. John and, and in the province. And uh, some of which were very student focused. I'm just finishing a term on the New Brunswick Medical Education Trust Foundation, which is a foundation that generates um, bursary funding for New Brunswick students who gain admission to medical school, wherever those medical schools are. And we try to provide funding to them during their term at medical school so that they can and will think about coming back and spend their time practicing in New Brunswick. Right. So it's kind of a recruitment strategy. Right. Yeah. An important fund right now. Yes. <laughs> um, tell, tell us a bit about the, you know, what kind of research, like what's your field? Sure. My background is in geography and I've covered uh, lots of areas of geography, uh, but my specialty has been in historical, cultural, kind of regional geography. I've done work, uh, currently I've been working on a project on land use in Nova Scotia in the uh, 1940s and 50s. And so it's kind of a period when agriculture was about ready to go into serious decline, you know, from, 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 a, from a scale point of view, from a, from a number of farms and amount of land under cultivation point of view. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on a unique project that, that uh, involves a, a, a female geographer who came from India to do PhD research in the United States and ended up writing her doctoral dissertation on Nova Scotia at what Nova Scotia agriculture was like in 1948. Oh, wow. It's a fascinating project, and I'm 
I've 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 written about it. I, I have an article under uh, uh, under uh, well being reviewed by a journal now. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're nice and active with that now. In your role as interim president, do you are you able to continue that that work? I think it will be difficult to maintain a lot of uh, activity on that front, but I will certainly try to do some editing and some you know some some uh, some revision work. Uh, it will be really difficult. I think I'm going to be totally engrossed in this during this year. But I you know I I feel I'm faculty member and an academic at heart. And so I will try to uh, complete those projects uh, during this term. But uh, I recognize my time is going to be very limited to devote to those those things. Um, now, this this job that you've taken on, one-year term, what is it like to have like this sort of short runway for a position? Like, or do you have a do you have a list of things you're hoping to accomplish in this in this one year? Well, you know, my 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 main uh, my main goal is to really uh, uh, prepare uh, for the transition to permanent president and uh, and to um, get get to know the, the the programs, get to know the faculty, get to know the students, um, and 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 really, uh, you know, it, it's it's a short period. You're right; it's a, it's a year, but you know, it's not it's not let's stop and and just and just just keep the rudder in the water. I really want to try to hear what challenges are out there. I mean, we're all interested in recruiting new students. We're all interested in retaining the students who've already come. And you know, the meetings I've had thus far, it's only been two weeks, but everybody else is interested in those same things. And so we're going to be working on initiatives that are going to be, you know. Making sure we get new students and and ensuring that we're retaining students who choose to come here, and so creating a positive student environment has always been something that I've been interested in throughout throughout my career. And, uh, and, and a positive learning environment for our students, but a but a positive environment for students, staff, and faculty as well. Okay, um, I wanted to ask you about a, a couple a couple of items. Like there's a, some long term projects now in the I guess you'd call mid planning stage. I mean. The Ralph Pickard Bell Library project. I mean, this is something that has been uh, talked about and uh, imagined, I guess, for you know maybe more than ten years, maybe more, maybe fifteen years. I, I actually am forgetting the dates now. It's been a while, but uh, there's funding on the table now. Um, it, it seems like uh, something's moving. So, is that going to be something uh, on your plate this oh. year? Oh, certainly. That is something that's that, that will be on my plate. I um I know that the um, director of facilities and the dean of libraries are chairing a committee and they're working on uh, plans and space program and 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 um, and I'm expecting to hear a report or have a report from them relatively soon and uh, and looking forward to it. I, I I've had some experience. We during my term as as vice president. In, uh, at UNB St. John, we uh, we designed uh, uh, what's called the Hans W. Cohn Learning Commons, which is really the state of the library for the future, and it involved you know high density storage for for books and collections. It it it, it involved uh, learning common space. Um, it it involved a quiet study space, private reading room, and so a real a real mixture of of a variety of spaces that were required for different aspects of, of users and uh, or different types of users rather and um, and um, 
I, I think we ended up with a fabulous facility. And uh, so I, I'm looking forward to hearing what, what, what this committee uh, tells me because, um, you know, we've been through it and, uh, and, uh, and uh, I, I, I'd really like to get this project uh, rolling so that uh, it will be on the road to completion when the, uh, when the uh, permanent president arrives. Okay. Um, the other big thing on the agenda, you know, I, I mean, I don't know if actually it starts this year or not, that the faculty collective agreement is due to expire in 2024. And that's a big one. I know in, in my day at Mount A, we had a, a strike or two and no one wants that. Uh, so will, will you be able to take on that work or is that something you need to leave for the next person? Um, no, I, I don't think we're leaving it. We're, we're, you know, I, I know I'm having some discussions about uh, uh, getting a bargaining uh, committee together and, and uh, starting to look at um, and what that will involve and uh, whether I will be directly involved, I likely won't be, but, but, uh, but uh, certainly we're planning for that. And I certainly am looking forward to getting to know uh, the Mount Alice Faculty Association executive members. And, and I'd really like to hear what concerns they have. And I, I would hope that I would be perceived as the kind of person who could pass that information along, um, not only uh, to our bargaining team once once it's established but but to but but to our board and 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 so that I, i'd really like to get a sense of you know what are the issues that that we're concerned about because once a new president arrives uh one would want that president to uh to be um aware of of uh, of of any concerns that 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 are being raised by faculty and and uh, and hopefully uh would will be will be tried will will we'll have, have have a means to address them okay all right. Um, anything else you wanted to add? Any, you know, any message for Manet students or, or, or the wider community of Sackville now that you're Sure. Heard? Well, look, uh, it's a pleasure to be back. Um, I, 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 I always remember my last uh, summer at Mount A, I was involved in, in a research project that was led by a faculty member in Canadian Studies. And uh, she had obtained uh, some funding and it, it, it employed several students uh, who worked out of the Canadian Studies Department's house at the time, which I believe is now Anchorage House. And, uh, and we had a wonderful summer. We, and, and, and the end product was a small book that's still in our library called A Profile of the Tantamar Martians. And so it's a wonder, it was a wonderful way to finish my 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 student time at Mount A, and really, in my view, helped prepare me for my my future graduate work and 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 my academic career. So so I I've got many things to thank Mount A for, but that but that, that that's one of them. That's Dr. Robert McKinnon, interim president of Mount Allison University. That's it for Tanchamar Report for this Thursday, September 14th. Thanks to the local donors who support the station and the Local Journalism Initiative for funding local news reporting throughout Canada. Get in touch with CHMA News anytime at news at chmafm.com. I'm Erica Butler. Thanks for listening. What's up, y'all? This is Aquaculture. Uh, I'm in Sackville, New Brunswick, and you're listening to CHMA 106.9 FM radio. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. When I was a little one.
Tropical storm force winds of 60, gusting to 90, and possibly 100 kilometers an hour over exposed areas from Hurricane Lee may occur on Saturday. By nature, a tropical storm also implies the threat of local flooding from heavy rainfall. Please consult local area forecast for possible rainfall warnings. Please continue to monitor alerts issued by the Canadian Hurricane Center and forecasts issued by Environment Canada. Reports of storm conditions and impact can be mailed directly to nsstorm at ec.gc.ca or by tweeting reports by province using hashtag nsstorm, hashtag nbstorm, hashtag pestorm, hashtag nlwx, hashtag qcstorm, or hashtag onstorm. And now the weather. Today, mainly cloudy. 30% chance of showers earlier this morning. Showers beginning late this morning. Risk of a thunder shower late this afternoon. Fog patches dissipating earlier this morning, about 5 to 10 millimeters. Wind south 20 kilometers an hour gusting to 40. High of 21. Humidex 28. UV index 4 moderate. Tonight, showers ending this evening, then partly cloudy with 30% chance of showers. Risk of a thunder shower early this evening. Wind south 20 kilometers an hour gusting to 40, becoming light this evening, low of 13. Tomorrow, Friday, a mix of sun and cloud, becoming cloudy near noon, high of 21, UV index 5 or moderate. Tomorrow night, cloudy, low of 14. Saturday, rain, windy, high of 20. Saturday night, rain, windy, low of 15. Tropical Cyclone Information Statement For Hurricane Lee, this is a Saturday event for the strongest impacts with lingering weaker conditions on Sunday. Approaching Category 1 hurricane, becoming post-tropical at landfall in eastern Maine or southern New Brunswick. A hurricane watch is in effect for Grandinan and coastal Charlotte County in New Brunswick and Digby, Yarmouth, Shelburne and Queens Counties in Nova Scotia. A tropical storm watch is in effect for St. John County Fundy National Park and Moncton in southeast New Brunswick, as well as Annapolis, Kings, Lunenburg and Hans Counties, Halifax Metro and Halifax County West, Cumberland County, Minas Shore and Colchester County, Cubicwood Bay in Nova Scotia. Hurricane Lee will continue moving slowly northward towards the Maritime Provinces and New England today and Friday. On Saturday, Lee is expected to gradually weaken just below hurricane strength as it approaches Gulf of Maine later in the day. While the center of Lee could make landfall anywhere from down west Maine to western Nova Scotia as a strong tropical storm or post-tropical low late Saturday night or early Sunday, it is still expected to be a large and powerful system with impacts extending well away from the storm center. The maritime provinces may experience bands of training downpours traveling from southwest to northeast. These bands are notoriously difficult to predict, but it's important to understand there's a flooding risk with these bands well before the arrival of Lee. These complex effects are indirectly related to the hurricane. Additional rainfall from Lee itself could exacerbate the risk of flooding. Most likely region for worst impacts, western Nova Scotia as well as Grand Manan and coastal Charlotte County region of New Brunswick. 
Areas under the tropical storm watch could see sustained winds of 60 kilometers an hour with gusts of 90 to 100 kilometers possible. Areas under the hurricane watch will likely see the strongest winds with gusts as high as 120 kilometers an hour possible. Most likely region for heaviest rain, western New Brunswick and northward into parts of the Bas-Saint-Laurent and Gaspasi regions of Quebec. Although the threat of heavy rains for southwestern Nova Scotia is increasing. Rainfall totals in excess of 100 millimeters are possible, especially in areas to the left of the track after post-tropical transition. High waves and elevated water levels will be widespread due to the large size of the storm. The most impacted areas likely covering much of the Atlantic coast of mainland Nova Scotia and the Fundy coast of New Brunswick. Greatest waves and winds expected around the Bay of Fundy, Gulf of Maine, and Southwest Maritimes Marine District. Gale and storm warnings are in effect for southwestern marine areas being late in the day on Friday. Hurricane force winds are likely to impact southwestern waters on Saturday. Please consider the monitor alerts issued by Canadian Hurricane Centre and forecasts issued by Environment Canada. For more comprehensive information about track tables and forecast rationale, please visit Canadian Hurricane Centre to learn more about hurricanes. I have a question for all you people listening to CHMA 106.9 FM, the voice of the marshes. I'd like to ask you, uh, why does the capital of Ireland have so many people? I don't know. Why does the capital of Ireland have so many people? Because it's Dublin every day. Exponentially yours. 106.9 FM, CHMA. Zoomers on the Go is a free balance and stability exercise program held in Dorchester twice a week for 12 weeks, starting Tuesday, September 26th and running until Thursday, December 14th. These classes are for anyone 50 and over of any fitness level who would like to focus on what they can do. Join others at Dorchester's Veteran Community Centre every Tuesday and Thursday from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. to work on your balance, stability, and coordination. Visit ZoomersOnTheGo20 at gmail.com or call 506-458-7034. That's 506-458-7034. For just a toonie, the Rotary Club of Sackville offers you a chance to participate in the Gold Mine. This is a weekly lottery where the winner gets 50% of the proceeds and the other 50 goes towards the Gold Mine expenses and the funding of the community and international projects. You can pick up the Gold Mine registration forms at a variety of participating retailers. For a list of locations or for more information, visit the Rotary Club's website at sackvillerotary.ca. That's sackvillerotary.ca. everyone, my name is Esther from Ada's Cafe, and you are listening to CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. Hi, my name is Bailey, and you're listening to The Morning Show here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. That's right, you're listening to the Late Morning Show right here on the CHMA 106.9 FM in Sackville, New Brunswick. It is currently 9.23 a.m., 9.23 a.m., and I'll take you to 10 a.m. just now. So we have some songs. I'd like to start us off with a bit of 
of some songs, you know, some lovely songs because the weather, the weather, I'm, I'm seeing some, you know, some glimmer of hope. Maybe the sun will shine sometime. I don't know, but some glimmer of hope. But we will play Katie Tapper. We'll play Katie Tapper. She said for this start of the late morning show. So she said by Katie Tapper coming up next here on CHMA 106.9 FM in Saifu, New Brunswick.
Should be done with you. 